Welcome everyone to episode 25 of What's That Sound podcast. My name's Stu Watts and today I talked with Zylo Aria, who's an artist and producer from Melbourne, Australia, soon to be moving up to the Gold Coast. She also runs music production for women, as well as being a chairperson and the treasurer of the Music Producers and Engineers Guild of Australia, both of which we talk in some depth on this episode. Uh, we also talk about her production and songwriting process and how setting limitations allows her to be more productive. If you could do us a favor and hit subscribe or follow on your podcast platform of choice, that way you can stay up to date with any new episode that comes out. And also if you could share this podcast with a friend or on your socials, that way it can get spread to as many uh, people as possible. Our aim is to get this out there and uh, reach as many people as possible. So by sharing it, you're doing that, you're helping us out. So if you could do that, that'd be awesome. Otherwise, stay tuned for this episode. It's a cracker. Let's get into it. You're listening to What's That Sound with your host, Stu Watts. Welcome everyone to another episode of What's That Sound podcast. My name's Stu Watts. Today I am here with Zylo Aria. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Stu. It's lovely to be here. Nice to meet you finally and uh, happy for you to be here as well. Yeah, yeah. Great to meet you. All right. So let's kick it off with a little bit of a backstory of uh, what you do in the music industry and uh, yeah, what does your day-to-day look like? Sure. So I am, uh, well, I'm an artist, but I feel like that uh, kind of always takes the backseat these days. Um, But a producer and also the founder of Music Production for Women, which is a teaching platform to encourage more women to get into the production and tech side of uh, the music industry. And um, uh, yeah, and then do a few other things for the Music Producer Guild of Australia, and um, uh, and and a few few other things outside of that. But uh, yeah, so day to day, honestly, is like a lot of emails. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of that, and and coordination of um, of MPW and and our one year program, and and all of that, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll um, dive a bit more into that into a bit more detail later. But um, first of all, sure. um, I'd like to kind of uh, find out a little bit more about where music started in your life. Yeah, sure, sure. So I started as a singer songwriter and um, I was kind of, I was around music from a young age, I, I guess. Um, and my, my grandmother is a really beautiful vocalist uh, and she sings traditional Indian Carnatic music which is where it sort of started for me and I yeah I I kept singing and then eventually got into western pop I guess music and Mm -hmm. um and then started writing songs in high school and working with uh, some producers in high school and just just classmates I guess who were who were learning to produce and then yeah uh, yeah, and then started releasing music that I had created with with other producers eventually I I just got sick of relying on other people (laughs) to produce my music Mm. and then started to uh, 
produce my own music as well, which opens up so many uh, creative options, which was mm. which was really cool. So I've released yeah. a couple of EPs and a few different singles and, and worked on a few different collaborations as well. So, uh, yeah, and, and the music journey yeah. took me to the UK for a couple of years uh, before mm-hmm. COVID, which was an incredible experience. So mm-hmm. I was living there for a little while and then... Um, uh, that's where I was when I started uh, MPW, Music yep. Production for Women as well, and then moved here just before COVID, back to Melbourne, mm. that is. And yeah, nice. uh, yeah, so that's kind of a summary of the story. Yeah, no, beautiful. <laughs> and um, back when, you know, you first started getting into music, what uh, what sort of artists were you listening to? Were you looking into any producers at that time or was it all kind of just like a passive intake of music? It was very much a passive intake of music, I think. I, uh, I actually grew up listening to a lot of Indian music and mm-hmm. I think without me realising it, that's kind of influenced the kind of music that I make as well. Mm. So... Probably my earliest music influences were were uh, Indian was the Indian pop scene, if, mm-hmm, if we call, mm-hmm. can call it that. Um, but then, yeah, growing up, I I started listening to uh, a lot of kind of down tempo electronic sort of stuff, mm-hmm. which I feel like has also influenced. Uh, my sound, like mm. James Blake um, and, and uh, FK Twigs and, and mm-hmm. that kind of yep. thing as well. So um, very, yeah, beautiful. very chill stuff. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love it. And um, yeah. when you started producing for yourself, was that like, tell us a little bit more about that. How How did you go about that and kind of what opened your eyes to, you know, when you started digging into it, what was kind of, what were you looking into? What were you learning about that sort of thing? Yeah, well, it's a funny thing because I actually got into production for the first time quite young. So I I would have Mm -hmm. been in high school, maybe, I don't know, 14 years of age or something like that. Um, But it was it's interesting looking back at that time now because I was producing music, but in my mind that wasn't real production. And I I just kind of kept telling myself, I'll just, you know, make a demo and then give it to a real producer. And then I'd give it to like my friend in high school that maybe has been producing for like six months more than I had. (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, it's just interesting that I never, saw myself as someone that could could do it mm. at all and then I came back to it years you know over 10 years after that um and then started teaching myself uh, with with the resources that are available online mm. uh, and things so it was um I I didn't study in like a tertiary degree or, or anything like that so it was sure. a lot a lot of self-taught uh, sort of things um, mm. but yeah, it's just, it's funny now listening back to those 
old demos that I had, I was like, geez, they're actually decent. Like I wish I'd yeah. just stuck with it then, like, you know. <laughs> True. And it seems like a shame but anyway, the things happen the way they happen. And Well, yeah, it's, it's funny that <laughs> when, you're, when you're first kind of starting, you don't really kind of, oh, no one really knows what they're doing unless there's some kind of child prodigy, mm. which um, <laughs> is extremely rare. But it's funny how, yeah. you know, when you start doing it, you're like, surely this isn't how anyone else does it. I'm just picking up a computer and, and kind of playing around with buttons and stuff like that. And, you know, the yeah. more that you see and the more, I mean, these days it's probably a little bit different because of the amount of information that we have online and things like that. But, you know, mm. um, back, back 10, 15 years ago, it was like, uh, I don't know, I just do it and see what happens. And experimenting was huge and, you know, yeah. especially with electronic music for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah, I wonder what other ways there were to teach yourself <laughs> because like you, before YouTube, uh, it was really just try things and see what works. Yeah. And even like I, I went to TAFE in, I finished up in 2011 and even then, you know, yeah. we, we were we were doing a little bit of recording and a little bit of production and stuff, but it wasn't like in depth. It was just like you you barely tip, dipping your feet in the water. It's like, you, mm. and it's not not enough time to actually explore all of the things that, you know, you come to love about production and things like that. It's, it's yeah. So yeah, even that, even like studying, it's just still not even yeah. that much of a, <laughs> uh, like a dive into it. Did you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. have other people around you when you actually like kind of got more, more into the produ- production stuff? Did you have people around you that were mentoring you or was it all kind of like online learning? Yeah, a lot of it was online, but there were a couple of friends that I probably drained their life with a few questions <laughs> <laughs> along the way and and they were really They would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe less than most people. There, there were just kind of a handful, well, a couple of people that I felt comfortable enough to ask questions to and everything. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so yeah, so maybe they, they got the brunt of all of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. has your process changed that much over time, you know, since you started, started doing it or is it kind of a similar sort of approach to, to music creation? Um, oh, yeah, I don't know if I've had a, like a, uh, really clear process ever it's just mm. all been a little bit uh you know just see see what comes out and a bit haphazard uh the, the creation process so maybe in that sense it hasn't but um yeah of course as you learn things and you uh new skills start to develop and and you uh learn new tools that that kind of spark your creativity in a new way it's fun to to play with those and and try different things mm. so yeah I guess absolutely yeah so talk us through kind of what your process looks like these days uh you know when you're like is there one approach like you said that's kind of haphazard but you know you know does it always start with a certain thing do you kind of come in with a vocal idea or something like that or is it on the computer straight away uh yeah, I think it does change quite often from song to song. Um, mm. There have been some tracks where I've just kind of sat down and everything's 
come at once and uh mm. and those are the you know the great days where everything just mm. works and uh and you yep. can create things as you go um but it is helpful to have a song idea sometimes before you sit down for the production yeah. process and I have um, started that way as well where I have pretty much the whole song written with the melody mm. and the lyrics and then uh, and then you have a bit of a production idea in your mind and then that turns into something totally different once you mm. actually start playing with it and creating it which is always fun to see where things end up um yeah definitely that is that is like one of the coolest things where you start somewhere and you're like yeah. i have no real preconceived ideas of where i want this to end and then it goes it goes on its own journey it's really cool yeah 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 exactly exactly yeah. uh but also if i'm feeling a bit stuck i think sometimes um introducing some sort of limitation can be really helpful like i'm going to only use a part of this one sample for the whole song or something mm. like that um and then that really forces your brain to be creative and and try different things um because mm. i think sometimes definitely for me i get uh if, if i have too many tools available it's just kind of death by choice <laughs> um, and then nothing really yep. works because there are too many options. Yeah, absolutely. The analysis paralysis. <laughs> That's it. I've heard it being yeah. called that. <laughs> um, do you yeah. have kind of uh, processes of when you get stuck in certain um, states of, you know, people call it writer's block, but, you know, when you're, you know, maybe feeling like you're, you know, up against a wall, what are some of your processes for getting out of that or dealing with that? Um, yeah, well, I think the limitations one uh, is a good one for me, whether mm. it is limitations of, of the tools or maybe of time and just saying, mm. I'm going to give myself this three hour block and I have to get it done by then. And uh, uh no matter what it sounds like or where I end up. Um, so I think yeah. that kind of forces me to just get on it and, and get things done. And, um, uh, yeah, and I think also maybe when you are, uh, yeah, in, in, you know, end of high school or uni or whatever, you can spend six hours over a night mm. just on like trying things and, and like sleeping at a crazy time and all of that. But I feel like, uh, that's not really, um, a luxury that we all maybe have a bit later mm. on. And, and I, for me, it throws out my whole week anyway. So I, mm. I have kind of forced myself to stick to smaller chunks, um, and, and just get what I can done then, which actually I think is, is becoming a good practice for me because, um, it's forcing me to get to that creativity a bit more quickly, potentially. Yeah. And it's, again, it's the limitations thing. And, you know, like, like you said, when you kind of give yourself that, um, chunk of time to do stuff, it's like, I'm in there, I'm doing it, I'm getting it done. Mm. It's like, you know, I can equate it to, you know, when I might be mixing or something like that. It's like, if I need to get a song done in that day, because I've got recording for a whole week, the next week, it's like, all right, I need to get this out there and sent off to the client yeah. and finished up. I can't be spending three hours on a, on a drum kit sound. Like it's just not, not yeah. feasible and not gonna, not gonna lead to me sending that off. So it's so yeah. true. Those, those limitations are definitely like, yeah, good to instill and, and, you know, get you to move forward. 
Yeah, Do you have yeah, um, sure. sort of uh, favourite things that you um, like to work on in a production? Is it? Do you tend to focus on certain things a lot more than others or is it kind of just, you know, play it as it lies? Uh, I do enjoy working on uh, vocals and uh, I, yeah, I guess my main instrument is my voice. So uh, mm. playing around with different vocal ideas and, and melodies and, and things are really fun for me and that's um, often a, a centre part of the of the song that I'm creating. Um, so, so, yeah, so that I guess... Um, Editing vocals is not the funnest thing for me. <laughs> Does anyone no really enjoy that? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> nah. I don't think you can enjoy it. It's like it, it's just something that you have to oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, can, I, I can absolutely relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know yeah, some, cool. some engineers agree. that just won't do it. <laughs> like, oh. They just won't. They're just like, you do it and I'll mix it. That's fine. <laughs> oh yes, no, so true. Actually, I was I was on a um, Instagram live yesterday speaking to a really great vocalist, and she was saying she just outsources all of the um, yep. editing, and I was like, "Geez, I need to get on that." Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like yeah, there's this like that's... pride to it, like oh, I've done absolutely everything myself, and <laughs> if I give it to someone else, then it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't my job or something stupid like that. But anyway, I, I would be fine with that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, now let's yeah, um so, yeah. Oh, go for it. No, keep going. Oh no, I was gonna say also I think I do quite enjoy having fun with percussion as well. Like just um creating yeah, percussive sounds out of non-percussive samples, I think is really mm. fun as well. So um and just to add some more texture to that part of the, the song as well is, is quite mm. um, an enjoyable yeah. process for me. <laughs> Super under understated, I think a lot of a lot of the time percussive elements doesn't even have to be a percussion instrument where it could just be some sort of synth that is really short and stabby and stuff and just adds to the groove and, and mm. things like that. They're they're always really fun to play with and yeah, often overlooked and you know, it depends on the style of music of course, but you know, if you can yeah create a vibe with percussion, I feel like it kind of gives it a really unique kind of uh, flavour to that song that you can't really yeah. get without percussion. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Hey, thanks so much for listening so far. There is plenty more to come, so don't go anywhere. I just wanted to let you know that this podcast is made completely independently by myself with no sponsors. So if you like what you hear and you would like to show your support, you can send a donation to the PayPal link paypal.me slash what's that sound the link is also in the show notes thanks so much for your support and let's get back to it i love it so let's um let's dive into you know mpw um talk us through how that started and and you know why why did you decide to do that in the first place yeah so i started i guess there were a few different reasons and um me getting to production uh, in a first instance and the, the reason why I, I did that was because I was unfortunately having quite frustrating times working with other producers and uh, and there are obviously really lovely uh, producers and engineers like yourself out there too as well and uh, unfortunately not not 
not all <laughs> the guys, unfortunately, you know, uh, are always super respectful and I won't go come at, uh, kind of too mm. much into the detail, but um, you can end up having some pretty frustrating situations mm. where you feel like you, you're maybe not treated the way you should be treated and, um, and you feel like you almost have to put up with that behaviour because they're isn't another option like you Mm. don't have the skill to produce yourself and then you just feel like oh my gosh this person has control over my project because Mm. if you know if I don't put up with this then they could just pull out and then I have to find someone else all this more you know more money and Mm. all of this thing is kind of running through your mind so um you yeah you can end up feeling a bit stuck and and often in those situations you feel like maybe it's your fault or like you didn't do something right or, or something like that. And then, um, uh, yeah. And kind of take the blame. I don't know why we do this, but, um, mm. yeah, especially running MPW, I also hear these stories just way, way too mm. often. So I know it wasn't my fault and I know, you know, I wasn't yeah. to blame, but, um, so yeah, so it's just, it's quite frustrating to keep hearing these stories, but, um, but that's what eventually brought me to production. And at the time, and and yeah, you know, I I mentioned, I started in when I was about 14 or 15 and that was, um, that was actually because it was fun at that time. But then immediately Mm -hmm. I was like, well, this isn't something that I can do, um, at all, uh, you know, because all of the producers I realized later that I knew all fit into the same mold that I just didn't see myself in. And, and they're right. saying that you can't be what you can't see. Like I can't stress how much truth is in that. Mm. And when you see no one in the space that looks anything like you, you immediately think you're never going to be a real producer and you'll just, you know, be someone that makes the demos or something like that. So, mm. so yeah, so that was kind of put out of my mind. Now I'm going into a bit of a <laughs> backstory no, to no, it, but, um, uh, but yeah. And then eventually when I kind of was a bit fed up with all those situations and I was like, well, the only option I can see is to now start producing myself. Um, and then coming to it from that point and at that point, not really having a particular interest in producing myself, but then getting to a point where I did have control and then I started really enjoying it and thinking, geez, like why did it take mm. me so long to get to this place and to be doing this for myself? And, uh, and it's definitely something I can do. So I don't know why I thought it mm. wasn't. Um, and then reflecting on that journey for me, it was kind of three things that would have made it a lot easier. And one is to have some sort of community where you feel like not the odd person out all the time and and feel a bit scared to ask your questions and all of that. And then keep badgering like the two people that you do trust (laughs) with the questions. Um, But yeah, having having some sort of um, supportive community. And secondly, to have um, creative, well, content around production created with you in mind as a Mm. consumer of it. And I think sometimes, you know, if I was to put how to use a compressor on Ableton in YouTube, I think you can just imagine that, you know, all of the (laughs) the kind of people that be making that. And and then sometimes the language around those things is all kind of a bit bro centric Mm. as well. So, Mm. um, so yeah, so I think also having content created with women in mind as a consumer of it was number two. And the third one was the role model. So just 
having some people that you can see, whether it's on a podcast or like in an article or mm. something that you're like, oh, wow, if, if she can do it, then maybe I can too. Um, mm. So that kind of thing. So then the idea of MPW kind of came to my mind of if I can create something that puts these three things together um, mm. and it would have helped me, then perhaps it can help other women that are looking to get into this space but feeling a bit intimidated by the whole thing. So, mm. um, so yeah, I, I didn't really think a whole lot about it. Like I probably should have done a bit more research or something, but I was just like, you know what, <clears throat> I think this would be helpful for me and so mm. I'm just going to start it. So it just uh, – it just – started like that well I love it and it's it just like you can just see how passionate you actually are about you know trying to provide that you know community like you were saying um for, for something like this that didn't previously exist it's always it's always really important for you know these sorts of things to you know be be talked about and shown in in the world and 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 it's so it's, it's awesome um I love to see it and you know obviously that's <laughs> like a lot of the reason why I had you on here so we could showcase it. So um, tell us <laughs> tell us a bit more about it, you know, like, you know, what, what's it all about? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we now run one main program, which is our Master Your Music program. So it's a one-year program going from Feb to Feb. So we just kicked it off um, recently. And, mm. uh, and that program takes – uh, people through the skills of producing and mixing, like everything um, from the basics. So uh, assuming someone doesn't have that background at all um, to a mm. point where they should be able to start doing it themselves and mm. to a point where they are not fearful of it anymore and get to a point where they're actually enjoying the process. So I think once you get past that first step, then everything else becomes much easier. And then you can just go onto YouTube and find things because you're not intimidated mm. by the whole thing. So um, it takes uh, people through that. So uh, production and mixing, but also looking at things from a business background. So looking at what you do as a music business and trying to find opportunities to monetize that. Mm. Also looking a bit uh, at music marketing and PR. So once you have a song, what do you actually do with it? How do you create a release strategy and plan and all of mm. that? A, a tiny bit at like the legal side of things as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I come from a business background. So uh, I'm mm. pretty passionate about these things. And, and I, I studied um, a business degree because, uh, yeah, that was probably going to go down uh, better with my family than, than uh you know, studying music, <laughs> unfortunately, but, uh, um, I mean, they, they are very supportive now <laughs> of what I do, but, uh, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, I've actually lost track of what I was saying. Oh yeah. No, so the, well, the course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was yeah, just so, going to mention so, that I loved, mm. um, I love that you, you know, talk about the topic of, you know, business and finance and things like that. Um, and I, try to, you know, whenever someone brings it up on the podcast, like allow people to talk about their experience with it, because it's one of those things, um, you know, I had, um, uh, 
Simon Morrow on last week and he he brought this exact thing up. It's like it's one of those things that you don't think about when you want to be a producer or an engineer or even just an artist in the in the music industry is you don't think that you have to create a business for yourself and that's actually what it is. If you want to live off of music in whatever aspect that is, you have to create a business for yourself. And so it's, it's, it's great that that's part of it. I, I love that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're so, so right there, Shu. And and that's the thing is like just having the skills to produce or engineer uh, at the end of the day, uh, there are so many other things that you need to know Mm. as well, because you're not, unless you can just join a big production and then you're an employee and they're giving you all the work, but really Mm. in reality, in the music industry, that's not how it works. And so you have to get your own work. Uh, if you're not doing that, then, then your skills as a producer and engineer are are not really being used because all these other Mm. things, um, have to be done uh, at the same time. So yes, Mm. I, 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 love talking about that stuff and, and can (laughs) talk about it for a long time. Um, but, um, Uh, But yeah, so for me, that stuff is really important, which is why I wanted Mm. to include that in our program as well. Sure, yeah, love it. So yeah, so that's kind of the the core of what we do is the Mastering Music Program, but then we also Mm. run lots of different free events throughout the year and these are often like one-day full events of lots of different masterclasses from teachers from around the world and they're all Mm -hmm. incredible educators like really great at breaking down very complex um uh concepts kind of Mm. keeping it simple and everything which which i really love um so Mm. so those are always fun days so those are things that uh anyone can join and there's uh uh, there's no fee, so we try and keep it as accessible as possible for anyone that can't um, study with us for the year. Mm. Mm, beautiful. And where where can people find out more, um, you know, get in contact, where can they look at the website, all that sort of thing? Yep. So it's musicproductionforwomen.com. So <clears throat> all one word and then uh, .com. So <clears throat> that's our handle on social media as well. So if you reach out there um, and, yeah, you can book a little chat with me if you just want to know a bit more about what we do as well. And, um, uh, and yeah, if there's anyone that uh, is stuck and just needs help, then please mm. do reach out and we'd love to love to help. Yeah, absolutely. It's an unreal, unreal business that you got going and it's like, I love that, you know, one, you're providing, like I said before, a community for, for people, for women uh, to be able to go and actually find somewhere that like easily accessible, finding it online, you know, like you said, you're learning from other women and, and things like that. So it's awesome, awesome stuff. So um, awesome. Now the other, <laughs> the other thing that you're, um, you're on the board of and you're a treasurer for Music Producers and Engineers Guild of, uh, of Australia. And this is something that I jumped into. I joined up pretty much as soon as I saw Anna, you know, advertising it on social media and stuff like that. And I've been in all the yeah. meetings so far and stuff like that. But um, I haven't had any chance to, to actually talk about it on the podcast. So let's, let's have a cool. quick chat about that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, uh, the opportunity kind of came up. I did put my name in to be on the board, uh, at the AGM where the board mm-hmm. got uh, picked, but I didn't get picked, um, uh, mm. 
through that and I, I just kind of threw my hat in the ring and I was like, okay, we'll <laughs> see what happens. And if it, yep. if not, then no issues. Uh, yep. And then um, Anna contacted me about something else and she was saying the board actually need to pick the last member of um, – of the board and mm. uh and I actually the bio that she put up for me which I didn't realize was going to also be the board um application because uh, yeah. it probably would have been phrased a little bit uh, different so I was like oh by the way I'm also a chartered accountant I have like lots of business skills and and all of these other things right. um which I didn't mention before because, uh, you know, I, I didn't realise that was where I was meant to mention it. But anyway, and yeah, she yeah. said, oh, oh, okay, like that's actually something that we really need because I'm doing <laughs> that right now and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I need someone to take this away. So anyway, um, they went back and they had their board meeting and I think she uh, she put me forward and then they mm -hmm. they picked me. So that was uh, really nice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so been involved mm. in that for uh, yeah a few months now, but um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's all in the early stages, but it's exciting to see where yeah, it's gonna go. absolutely. And for anyone that doesn't know what the heck we're talking about, is basically uh, a guild for any producers and engineers in Australia, um, whether you're you know like, like I said, pro producing, if you're, you know, whatever that kind of means, right. Can you like any producer or engineer that has had any, uh, more than six credits to their name, um, yeah. can join the, the guild as well as, you know, there's a student option as well for people that don't have those credits. Um, yeah, like, like there's discounts, there's all sorts of stuff. There's going to be catch ups. There's going to be meetings. Yeah. Um, there's online Zooms where they have, uh, you know, people jump in and share their expertise and stuff like that. I think it's such a such a great thing to f that didn't exist before and, and exists now. So I'm ex really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think it, it's just incredible work by Anna to to establish it and, and I think it might have been tried a few times in Australia but mm. it hasn't properly taken off. So to have that sort of community for producers and engineers I think will be really game-changing and it is something that has existed in other countries for so long. So, mm. um, so yeah, hopefully it can be a really useful resources in, in multiple ways, um, community building, but also kind of skill sharing and, and lots of, um, other things and just advocating for us as a group as well. So, mm. um, yeah, so I think we, uh, we're still working on really making it the best resource it can be. And, and the, there will be lots of input from the members, uh, that we'll be asking for shortly as mm. well. So. Yeah. And from, from what I understand is, you know, a lot of the reason why Anna kind of started doing it was she was sick of, you know, seeing us not get, you know, other things that other people in the music industry and just like mm. other people full stop were getting things like when COVID shut down, you know, there was, you know, music, uh, what, what's, um, I'm going blank support act and, and things like that. But, you know, there wasn't anything specifically focused on producers and engineers and we kind of got left in the dust a little bit. And mm. so yeah, that was kind of like the starting point from what I understand. Yes. Yes. That's what mm. she mentioned uh, to me as well. So, 
So yes, so hopefully we won't be left out anymore. <laughs> mm. And is there anything else that you can kind of uh, share about what's going on in the background in that regard or is it all got to be kept quiet? <laughs> yeah, I think it'll it'll slowly start uh, becoming known uh, in the coming months. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Too easy. Nice. Yeah. And um, so beautiful. What what's uh, What's on the horizon for you uh, in the near future over the next you know, six months to a year. What what do you got coming up? Uh, so uh, with MPW, we'll be running uh, an event in the UK. So in London, we'll, we'll do like a, a one day event over there, which is an in person event, and is currently the only in person event that we do. And um, mm. that will be really really fun. And uh, we always get some great partners on board to help us run that event as well. So that'll be good. And there, while I'm there as well, we'll be getting involved in Gear Fest, which is like a gear festival <laughs> in mm. in london as well which is which is always fun and uh and in the next six months i think that will be the the majority of, of it and then of course we've got our one year program running through the background and uh personally i will be moving to the gold coast <laughs> so Ooh, nice. that's a big thing to to kind of uh yeah that's going on in the background <laughs> yeah nice. so, yeah, yeah beautiful I'm looking forward to some sun yeah. Unreal. Lots going on. Well, is there anything else yeah. that you'd uh, like to share? Actually, I've forgotten my question that I ask at the end of every single podcast. First of all, okay. uh, what uh, what advice could you give to, uh, first of all, producers and engineers, and then secondly, artists that are, are looking to, you know, they're maybe in their first few years of doing this, what, what are some pieces of advice that you can give them? Well, producers and engineers, I think um, – as much as you can, and this kind of goes back to the business side of things as well, like uh, of course we want to be the best we can with our skills and everything, but um, all of that is is not going to uh, keep us going as much as really finding the business and everything. So trying to maybe um, – and this is with most businesses, maybe it won't apply to all uh, producers and engineers, but maybe find some sort of market that you work really well with and try to target that because I think niching down for, for everything is quite effective rather than trying to be everything to everyone and, and say, I, I produce mm. every single thing for every single person. <laughs> um, because yeah. then once you start getting known for something, then it's like easier for people to find you for that thing as well. Mm. So maybe try and see what you really love working on and, and, mm. and kind of create, become, make that your main thing um, potentially. Mm is one option yeah. but I, I think is quite can be quite effective. Um, well, what I what I what I love about that is, you know, at the start when you you're trying things, you're actually getting a lot of experience and you don't realize since you you know, for someone that's been doing it for about 10 years now, at the start is when you do get all of those different pieces of experience. You you might try different things out, you might go to different people's houses, you might produce with different people, you might, you know, write different types of songs, all those sorts of things, but you're actually gathering all the experience and the data 
to be able to make those sorts of decisions when it comes to the time that you go, okay, I want to make this my full-time thing. What am mm. I actually passionate about? Because you have to be passionate mm. first off. And then what am I good at as well is really important. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love that. And, and, and you do need to find something that you can be known for. You know, experimenting is great at the start. But yeah, like you said, when, when, you, when you start to taking it a bit seriously, you need to be known for something. Yeah, yeah. I love I'm it. glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, how yeah. about for artists? For artists, I think maybe get mentally prepared for the long-term game. <laughs> mm. I think, uh, of course, we we know that in the industry that any overnight success is not an overnight success and, and takes years of work to get there. Mm. Uh, but I think sometimes when you're on that route, you just want everything to happen really quickly. And then you're like, I'm going to put everything into it for six months and mm. like, just make it work. And if it doesn't work, then that's the end. But really mm. it, knowing that, okay, it's going to take a while. How can I make this sustainable so that I can keep at it for a while as well? And I think mm. this is where, um, maybe we need to think about do we, do I need to get a part-time job or something that's going to sustain me to allow me to do it for a longer time until you can make that income from the music um, mm. rather than saying I'm going to put all my savings into the next six months and then um, hope that it's going to work then uh, and then mm. yeah, yeah because well yeah, it's so true and you, there's there's no shortcuts either you can't you can't jump steps. You have to, mm. you have to do all of the things, you know, that you need to do in the first five years, I would say is like, you know, the, the ramping up point of, of any artist's careers, like, mm. and, and the faster you climb, the faster you fall as well. If you have one yeah. song that for whatever reason blows up and then you can't follow it up with anything, you're just going to get forgotten. And so mm. you're absolutely mm. right. The long game is where it's at. And that, absolutely applies for producers as well. You can't expect yeah. to, to <laughs> land a beat or, you know, get some song with some amazing songwriter in the first year. It's just like extremely unlikely to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't yeah, be able yeah. to back it up either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to add one more <laughs> mm, <go for laughs> to it. like not, not take things too personally as well. And I think often when we are in a creative field, we can feel like, oh, if, if someone hasn't taken the beat or whatever it is, it means that it's because your skills are really bad. But, um, mm. you know, obviously we, we can keep working on our craft and everything, but, um, maybe it's just that doesn't fit exactly with that artist or something like that. So um, mm. uh, try not to take it too personally and then just keep moving forward and something will work eventually. But um, yeah, I know that it took me a long time to work out and, and I still get caught mm. out on it. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. And, and things like, oh, I didn't get that gig, but they did. It's not a competition. Mm. It's not, it's not, you versus someone else it's it's everyone's on their own path doing their own thing and, and you're so right yeah. I, I i agree 100 percent yeah awesome yeah, well this is sure. this has been so great i i've loved to learn uh, like i've loved learning more about mpw and you know obviously talking about uh producers and engineers guild as well but um is there anything else that you'd love to share before we start to wrap up uh no, nothing really. I, I guess. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. If anyone is scared to start producing music, just start, like just take your first <laughs> steps and 
it gets easier. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And yeah. where can people yeah. find you online? Um, so Xylo uh, Aria, so just at X-Y-L-O-A-R-I-A on Instagram or something, feel free to say hi. It would be lovely to hear from you. Beautiful. Well, I'll have all of the links to everything that we've talked about in the show notes anyway for anyone that wants to find out more or get in touch with you. Um, it'll all be in there. But thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It's been awesome. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can catch up soon. Hopefully there's some, you know, uh, guild meetings or something in person that uh, comes to Melbourne and, you know, we can catch up and, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much uh, for having me, Shu. It's been a really lovely you're chat. You're welcome. No worries. Cheers. And uh, for anyone that's uh, stuck around this long, thank you. And uh, the best thing that you can do for us is share this podcast uh, with anyone uh, on your DMs, on your stories, you know, in a personal conversation. That way we can spread the word about this and get this out to as many people as possible. And make sure you hit subscribe or follow on the platform that you are listening or watching this on. That way you can stay up to date with every new episode that comes out. But uh, that's it for now. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on What's That Sound podcast. Thanks for listening to What's That Sound. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your podcast platform to stay up to date with each new episode. We'll catch you next time.